are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Evan Klosky. And we're the hosts of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime with your mailbag questions, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, Ulysses, uh, we will have uh, Evan Klosky, WTSP Sports Director, for two episodes, Thursday and Friday. Yes. And um, let's get right into it. So we previewed the Angels series, and Ulysses, you seem to be pretty confident that the Rays would win the series. I was unsure. I was waffling. Um, I didn't know or think that the Rays would necessarily win the uh, series, but uh, I didn't think they would get their butts absolutely kicked in the first two games of the series and get no note against Reed Detmers. But that's baseball, I guess. It is baseball. And and I saw the middle game and I actually think I said this when we previewed the series. I was like, okay, the first, the bookends are going to be tough. You got Syndergaard, you got Otani, watch out. If you pull one game for sure, it'll be the middle one. Yeah, well, for sure, the rookie throws a no-no because that's baseball. I mean, you, you can't help it. I mean, there were, I know that no hitters have a lot of luck to do with them, but there were several uh, expected batting averages of, of like, I think like six or seven. Um, Ramirez was one of them. Oh, no, Ramirez was like three of them. Uh, man, it just a different kind of ball. Kiermaier had a long fly ball to center. There were a few that you were like, if just the wind would have caught it or if just maybe the ball wasn't dead, maybe there, that wouldn't have happened. But that's the magic of no hitters, right? There has to be some sort of luck. There has to be some sort of magic to it. And that's what happened. Yeah, Evan, what was your take on the uh, no-hitter action in which Reed Detmers only struck out two and it became not taking away from the no-hitter, but the game was, it was a clunker and it became an absolute joke once Brett Phillips was inserted as a pitcher and once Anthony Rendon went to hitting lefty. At that point, uh, okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah, um, a couple things. It really was a weird no hitter. I mean, only two strikeouts. Uh, I I did look it up. There have been no strikeout no hitters, but that's all the way back in like the the twenties and the forties. Oh. Uh, I mean, that has to be like super rare considering what we watch in baseball these days. Yeah, uh, especially with the Rays. I mean, they're a team that that likes to strike out as well. So just a really you know weird set of circumstances it felt like the night was destined to be something when they gave otani his mvp award as well um and and kluber just stunk it up i mean kluber then it didn't matter he could have pitched like a cy young and it was you know i mean they weren't getting a hit so um you know it's a throwaway game it really is i, I would the, the the thing is is the response and that, that's what's important because you mentioned it really turned into a laugher and, you know, you're throwing Brett Phillips out there. But then you have Rendon going lefty and going yard on you, um, which I think I saw on Twitter. Somebody brought brought up G-Man Choi's uh, right-handed home run 
that, yeah. that he had uh, back when there were no fans in the stands in the trot. But yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit no hitters, whatever. That 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 crap happens. It just it's a clunker. More upset about game one because it goes back to what was the issue earlier in the season where that game probably doesn't get away from Tampa Bay if Kevin Kiermaier doesn't lose a ball in the lights. It's not an error, but it's, you know, just something that's very unfortunate and a tailor-made fly ball, which, you know, Brett Phillips almost came out of nowhere to make the grab. But if he makes that grab, it's one nothing. Jeffrey Springs logs an amazing, you know, a scoreless outing, which I think is the biggest positive to take away from this Angels series right now was was that performance and how Springsy might be a starting pitcher. Like he might be able to bolster this rotation while the team is still waiting on Patino and still waiting on Boz. Can they actually pull this off? Become having two relievers like Drew Rasmussen and then Jeffrey Springs and just catapult them into the rotation. That's some sort of raise way uh, machinery in, in the pitching factor. But I, I do want to point out something that you both touched on the Anthony Rendon batting a lefty. Kevin, you said, okay, let's knock it off. That's, that's, that's honestly, I think that takes away from the no hitter. Well, uh, honestly, I think it validates what the other team is already doing. Oh, oh, you're going to put a position player lobbing 40 mile an hour curveballs at us or fastballs slow balls or however you want to define them or how Statcast defines them well then i don't have to bat like i want to i can just go lefty like that's the sort of thing that it just makes it seem kind of a spring training game and so we've we've been adamant on this either mercy rule this thing or just have no position players be called or have um what do we call it kevin the white flag like hey we'll just pack it in it's zero seventh inning you take the w because the batting lefty, Brett Phillips pitching, I get it. It's cool or whatever. But, like, it just takes away from stats. It takes away from the feeling of the game. And it legitimizes some of the numbers. Like, if, you know, whoever, Shohei Otani or somebody hits his third home run or, you know, gets six RBIs because Brett Phillips is on the mound, it's, it's so hokey and it's so ridiculous in my opinion. I, I, I mean, I'll say this. Two things. Yes, it does pad stats in like the general sense of it, but executives and analytical departments, they weed out that right crap. You know, that but but the they, voters don't when you're talking about like no, MVP sure. awards, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, yeah, they're not gonna go back and be like, Well, we have to subtract one Otani home run because it came off <laughs> yeah. or one trout home run. So no, I, I, I guess you be. could say that it it might even out. Over time, although I feel like some teams are maybe more willing to give up on a ball game than others. Like, oh, we're down by six runs. It's the sixth inning. Let's really let's not even push it here. Yeah, and I think there's definitely some of that as well. And just remember that those moments are very marketable moments for Major League Baseball. I mean, you know, there was a no hitter last night, which was, you know, got all the buzz, to be honest. But let's just say there wasn't a no hitter. Phillips versus Rendon lefty and, and Rendon going yard like that would have been 
the story, but you see it all on social media. You see, I'm sure TikTok and whatever it might be, you see all yeah. that stuff. And these are the moments that Major League Baseball can appeal to a younger fan base and the goofy parts of the game where you kind of do let the kids play. So I certainly understand that it's a waste of time. Definitely. Uh, we in Tampa Bay, you know, or Tampa Bay backers enjoy it because Phillips is hilarious out there and yeah. his post game quotes were phenomenal as always just talking about how you know it was essentially i think somebody asked him about how shohei otani knew about brett phillips and he was like well that's because i'm the best two-way player in the game obviously he's gonna know about me um <laughs> and pretty much saying how you know i don't know what all this otani talk is about last i checked he only hit a double off of me Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was chirping at him on second base to go back to the weight room. So there was some, re- you know, yeah, that, I, that's I really, fun and all, but you got your ass kicked. So I don't yeah, know if yeah, I yeah, need I, to be look, making those post game comments. I mean, it is what it is. Like yeah. you know, whether he doesn't make the what, what's what's the difference? You want to be like, oh, you know, yeah. It, that I, I'm not a, that I'm not upset about like him having fun after the game like bro yeah I, I get that but if they were on a ten game skid I might be a little bit like okay I don't need the act right now like you guys need to be a little bit serious but I mean I get it they're on a three game losing streak they were on a six game winning streak before that in the end right now you know it, everything's kind of like okay there's, there's nothing wrong with trying to stay positive in negative environments. And if Brett Phillips is going to steal the headlines on quotes like that versus focusing on the no hitter locally, then I think he's doing his part as a teammate, to be honest. Well, you know, maybe before you are going to get no hit by a rookie, maybe Kevin, maybe they should have, I don't know, had some athletic greens beforehand. Yeah, that's probably what did them in. And honestly, I heard it on record that Somebody, you know, the clubby forgot to put athletic greens out, which is nuts, which is nuts because athletic greens, it's the single best thing you can do for your body in under 60 seconds. You might ask, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens in a cup of water, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, say that five times fast probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health, your recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So today, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, Athletic Greens. To tie a bow on this no-hitter stuff, uh, do you all recall who made the air uh, for the Angels at first base? Was it... Walsh? Walsh. Is it just me, or could he have made that play? Did he job it a little bit? I have a conspiracy theory that if you bobble a play and and as you're going through a no-hitter, that you just like totally oversell it you pro wrestler that thing so you get that air as opposed to an infield hit or a hit or whatever it may be like you you got to do whatever you got to do your 
it, it was, was, in, the middle, it was in the middle of the game. Because I would buy your theory if it was after the six or around the six. And I think you're right. Maybe it was the seventh, Evan. It was late in the game, I thought. Yeah, I think it was sixth or seventh, if I remember. I but, buy, um, I buy the theory. Yeah, I, I mean... They know that it's a no hitter. They know yeah, what's going I, on. I, if they have to do what they have to do to was, secure was, that thing. Yeah. Well, I was thinking there, I, I was like, man, that might, you know, like it was a weird battle. If it was a close that. game, but it was, it was a blowout by that point. Right. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, um, I, I leaned on the fact that that play probably should have been made, but with Phillips, speed, there's, there's an argument where Phillips could appeal the base hit and try to but he would never do that yeah um but 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 players do do that because it you know they want their average up you know this is there's a whole process that goes into it so you know if if phillips wanted to fight for that he would but i brett doesn't care and yeah additionally you don't want to be the team that got no hit against a rookie who had a five plus ERA and was making his 11th big league start. That's also another consideration, I think, because, but I mean, like I I'm I'm kind of with Evan on this. He actually convinced me without me knowing that I needed to be convinced. Whatever. No hint. Whatever. A loss is a loss is a loss. I guess I I like your approach of it because I'm sure there's people in the Twitter sphere that are just absolutely freaking out and losing their minds because it's still at the end of the day only counts as one loss. Yeah. Uh, and I guess if you're going to lose in that fashion, both games one and game two, uh, it might as well happen at midnight or 1 a.m. Eastern time when yeah. nobody is up. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. I mean, look, they're just going to be g- – and it, whatever. It's a no-hitter. The guy had the performance of his lifetime but also had the luck of his lifetime too. As a, You don't – I mean, a two-strikeout no-hitter, I cannot get over that. It yeah. does not happen. So There were hard-hit balls in that game. Yeah, it just yes. – So whatever. It really is. It just – you know, it was a clunker of a game. It, and beyond the, – the thing is they were never winning that game. Kluber sucked. So that, like, the fact of the matter is that they could have scored seven off that Murray. It wouldn't have mattered. They, they, they literally, they had no shot in that game because Kluber was that bad. So might as well just stink it all the way home yeah. because you were done in the third inning. So as I said, way more of a Monday morning quarterback about game one. What could have been if they didn't screw up that and i don't want to say kiermaier screwed it up he lost the ball it just happens sometimes it's unfortunate but again with this team mistakes constantly bite them in the tush so it's just yeah. this team and and when they are not making the plays that they should whether it's an error or a lost ball or whatever it might be they have not capitalized on just letting that go away it always comes back to haunt them so they gotta fielding and running is really got to be the staple because I've been saying it for weeks now, even when they were hot, the bats only can do so much. They do not have the consistency in that lineup to be a force for an extended period of time, which is why during that stretch, they were winning close games. They should have swept the Mariners, but sorry, one, nothing lead. You give yourself no margin for error. And Kitty, who is fantastic, by the way, who, got out of the eighth and you feel as confident as ever he left one over the plate and boom there it was and 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 you know we can we can harp on that or we can harp on the fact that man Wilmar go was the entire offense for a week 
Well, I, I don't think we uh, have seen this team for a good 10 games be solid base running and be solid with the glove. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. 10 games. And I know that you know, what, they've played, what, 30 almost? They're at 29? 30 games? That, that, a third of the games you can give me... 10 a good 10 game stretch on the fundamentals of base running yeah. and, and, and and glove which is what has been your trademark of being a good base running team good defensively of course the pitching has been i think for the most part there because you're they're playing the, closed games but the, the base pitching running has defense, been there and, yeah. and honestly even with the bullpen i don't even think they're like last year i just felt like they were deep all the way through even when they brought up guys like Whistler, you know, who was designated for assignment. There's a lot, like, in my head, I'm like, man, there's so many more question marks with this bullpen. But for the most part, they're still doing their job. They still are, like, two or three arms short. And that's even including, like, Whistler, who was back to his Braves performance that got him DFA'd in the first place last year. I think Whistler has to be whistled off of high leverage situations at this point. That's, That's a problem. But right, but then you bring in a guy like Jason Adam, and look at this guy. As long yeah. as he's throwing strikes, he, he's yeah. a new Lewis head. He comes out of nowhere, yeah. and he's very effective. Yeah, he is. Uh, Ulysses, you might know this better than most. Is it just me, or does it seem like the Rays get no hit against mediocre pitchers or pitchers that you wouldn't think would throw a no-hitter or a perfect game? I mean, I think, you know, again, the magic of a no-hitter, the magic to, uh, of a perfect game is it, it's part of the DNA of a no-hitter in a perfect game. So it's yeah. always going to be kind of a lot. I mean, you can, if I were to tell you the names of pitchers that have had a no-hitter in the last 20 years, like yeah. a good 40%, you're going to be like, who? I mean, oh, look at last year. Like half the no-hitters were Zach Davies, Ryan Tapera, Spencer Turnbull, you know, guys like that. Yeah. Well, a, a really good trivia question would be uh, naming the other five. We know Reed Detmers. Who are the other five pitchers to no hit the Rays? I know. I mean, you say that, but Felix Hernandez was the last one who did it ten years ago, and that was one of the greatest games ever pitched. Yeah. Well, <laughs> least, lucky for you, Evan. You and I are in the same wavelength because we have you for two episodes, and boy, oh boy, did you just screw up my trivia question? Oh, okay. I, and I don't. I, there's no. I have no idea. I can't even. I and I looked it up briefly last night. I know it's happened six total times. Okay. But man, I. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you. I know that that's a little. Crazy. I'm sure you will get it uh, next episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little foreshadowing. Uh, by the way, cars on the good end of things. So yeah, I've got a prop bet for both of you before Ooh. we move along here. Over under, over under nine and a half no hitters this season. Under. There have been two so far, and under. and this includes combined. No hitters. Last year, there were nine, by the way. No, under, under. I don't care. I mean, that nine is ridiculous. Nine is ri- nine would be the to the point that, like, okay, there needs to, something I, needs to happen. I would say, like, you might get me on the over at five Same. and a half. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with both of you, and I think there will be at least 10 no hitters. Now, like, seven of them may be against the Reds, but. <laughs> I, mean, they're, they're wow, I think they just took the series against the Brewers. 
Yeah, they that did. Might be the only series they take this entire season. And I think they beat the Pirates too, didn't they? The, in the, during the week, and I think they took the, the series. Yeah, against well, the Pirates, so. yeah, there's nothing to brag about there. Yeah, but I'm trying yeah. to get the name Cincinnati Deadlegs to be a thing this year. So just join yeah. on the bandwagon. Look that's, at Klosky uh, with the puns and the scenes. He's got a. He's got a. He's he's still in his TV mode. I have a bunch that? of. Friends. I mean, I went to Ohio State. I have a bunch of Cincinnati friends and talk baseball and. I, I texted him. I was like, is anybody calling them the Cincinnati dead legs? Cause I want to steal that. That's my thing. All right. Very good. Um, our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, major league baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right, Ulysses, I'm going to give you credit for coming up with this segment idea. We did it last week and we'll continue it this week. How's that x-ray? I like that title. Do you, yeah. think it, do you think it's a good soundbite title, Evan? Does that work in the biz? How's that X-ray doing? <laughs> uh, sure. Is that like? But but does anybody does anybody ever like walk around being like, "Hey, man, how was that X-ray?" Like usually, that's like I'm thinking like a connotation of like, "Oh man, you went to the doctor. How are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the whole deal. That's how 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 was that X-ray? How'd that go? Just like name that war. How's you know? that? How's the X's doing? Let's take a look at the X-ray. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at the X-ray. I'll have one for you both. Working title. I think we all have one. So we'll, uh, Ulysses, go ahead. I, I'm curious about yours. Well, my um, this this guy was a, a great Ray for a long time. Long time, of course, in quotations because of the franchise that the Rays are. Joey Wendell. My gosh, he had his way with the month of April. He hit 304, 371 on base, 446 slugging, 817 OPS for the month of April. He had six multi-hit games. Uh, has come down to earth a little bit in May. He's only hitting 240 and about a 600 OPS. Uh, but Miami is exploiting him and his versatility as they should. He has been in every spot in the lineup this year from except for first or eighth and played shortstop and third base for the Fish. So uh, currently he is hitting 286 with a 756 OPS. But the thing that got my attention the most is his K rate. It's at 11.8%, which means he's in the 94th percentile in strikeout rate. That is just the best ever in his career so far. So good things are happening to Joey Wendell. Didn't have to move his family that long, maybe from Tampa to Miami. So maybe he just likes Florida. Two things. Uh, the Rays certainly could use his bat in the lineup. Second of all, Joey Wendell might be the most anti-Miami guy you could ever imagine like Joey Wendell does not have. Yeah. This guy lives in South beach or lives in, uh, 
lives in Broward County or whatever. Like he is, he's, he definitely continues to live up to his Westchester, Pennsylvania roots or Delaware roots or wherever he, uh, you did say that, that he would be a terrific Philadelphia Philly player, you know, the blue collar, all that stuff. Somebody, somebody, I think I saw somebody write on, uh, on social media once like a picture of Joey Wendell, please do not tell me that this guy did not come out of 1915 baseball. (laughs) <laughs> like the, he built his own house by hand like this like, is yeah. what we're talking about that's like okay. he like when he holds a bat he's actually like carving the wood like the yeah. shavings are are yeah. coming off hey he's got to build up those like, turn butter like that's that t- he's like doing that to the bat yeah it's yeah, yeah it's good yeah yeah every uh every boomer loves joey wendell the type of player he is call I can, me a boomer then because i love what joey wendell has to offer yeah. my man he's no got one of those mitts no that's like the super old school one where yes. it has no web <laughs> <laughs> all right uh Miami could make the playoffs this year, right? Aren't they doing well? What was that? Isn't Miami doing well this year? They're They're not doing bad. Yeah. I don't know how they've done recently, but um, they're competing. I mean, the Mets are obviously crushing that division at this point. Yeah. um, Again, the Mets will blow it. Right there. They're, you know, Miami's pitching is legit. They got it. Yeah, they are. Uh, Evan, who is your X-ray? How is your X-ray? Whatever. Um, Okay. So I'm going to do, I switched it up from what we were talking about before, but I'm doing Will Myers. Ooh, yeah. Nice one. He's in his eighth year with the San Diego Padres. And this is a uh, he's off to a a really bad start to the season in 16 games, has zero home runs, has just uh, 13 hits. And three of them are extra base hits and doubles. He's batting 220 OBP of 254. Uh, You know, his career, he's certainly for a for a couple of years there was crushing it. I mean, he had nearly 60 home runs and 16 and 17 was an all-star in 16. And then uh, in 2020 during the, the MLB shortened season, that could have been his best year ever in 55 games. He had 15 bombs, uh, was batting 288, 353 OBP, uh, slugging 606. I mean, those were all, I mean, you can argue that he was due for a regression, but I mean, his pace was at like 40 something home runs, and I mean, it was just a remarkable 55 games. He, but yeah, overall, I, I don't think Will Myers ever turned into the star that he was supposed to be when coming up through the ranks. See, that is exactly why in this show we do not prospect hug. Because I think Will Myers has had a fine seat, uh, a fine career. I think so. Like most yeah, he's players, got a ten-year major league baseball career. Yeah, like yeah. every baseball kid would just be like, "Yeah, give me those stats, give me the money that Will Myers has had, and he has experiences, an All-Star nomination, mm-hmm. all that stuff." Right? Like he's had a good season, but uh, a good career. But when you look at the hype surrounding these prospects, especially when he came up. My goodness, like, does it really equate the, the the vibe and all the buzz around it? I mean, Kevin always tells us, you know, don't look at that at all. Yeah, it's funny. First of all, with Will Myers, I can't believe he's now spent eight years in San Diego. It just seems like not too long ago that he was making his MLB debut for the race. Just talk about how time flies. That's that's really insane. Um Evan, I don't know if you're reading my mind or what, but the guy I am also going to spotlight also plays for the San Diego Padres currently and is, of course, a former Ray. But 
He's Blake a pitcher Snell. and a lefty. Blake Snell. Yeah. Blake Snell this year has Snell's thrown good. zero innings in the big leagues as he's dealing with a some kind of, uh, some kind of groin injury. Uh, now, he did have a really good start uh, in AAA, striking out seven over five innings uh, the other day. Now, last year, he had a 4-2-0 ERA for San Diego in 128 and two-thirds innings pitched, uh, 1.321 whip. Uh, his FIP was actually 3.82. But my question for you, just off the top of my, uh, off the top of your head, knowing what you know now and where the Rays stand and where I guess the Padres stand, would you have made that trade all over again, where the Rays traded Blake Snell and in return got Francisco Mejia, Luis Patino, Blake Hunt, friend of the program, Bill Wilcox? Uh, yes. I mean, I think in hindsight you could have gotten more. I think that's the big takeaway. But ultimately, it's very clear that Blake Snell is not going to be worth the money that he's going to command. And with the Rays having a limited budget, paying him would not have been an option. Or if it was, the Rays would be screwed for many years because they're stuck with him and that contract. So trading him, in hindsight, correct move. While everyone moaned about it, and rightfully so, by the way, deservedly so, because the fans deserve better. Uh, but it, it seems like it was the right move. It just looks like the Patino we just don't know about. You He's know, incredibly young, too. Exactly. There's just a lot more learning we have to do. And there's there was always this thought that maybe Patino would have to be a perennial reliever as well. And he's getting, you know, early in his career pushed to be a starter. So we have to, we don't know about Patino and we'll see. Uh, Mejia has been a really good backup back, you know, back. He might, I don't know, next year he might be the main guy. I, yeah. Who knows? But he's, he's been solid. He, I don't think he was a main, the main course in that dish. And, um, the other prospects, who knows? So undefined, but I think big picture, it was the right move to make trading him, even though at the time I think I might have been, you know, not that I was I was here working here yet, but at the time I probably would have been like, yo, this is unfair to the fan base. I'll, 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 I'll summarize, I think, by saying short term, at least for me, bad move short term. Right. Tremendous move long term. And I say yeah. short term in the 2021 season. Boy, wouldn't have been nice to have Blake Snell against the Red Sox at the trot oh. or mm-hmm. to have his arm in the rotation to go at Fenway and be already ready and not have to, you know. And his numbers would have been better with the Rays. I just think it would have his numbers would have been better with the Rays. I think the Padres yeah. They let him, you know, they let him go longer. That's what he yeah, wants. Yeah, the Padres were dysfunctional. They weren't going anywhere. The clubhouse sucked. It was all that. That's the other thing, too, is we have to realize the human aspect and the personality aspect of things when it came to this move. Remember the whole Kevin Cash, Blake Snell, playoff snafu. You wonder if there was just uh, a relationship that wouldn't be or couldn't be repaired between Blake Snell and the coaching staff in the front office. And it's not the first time that he has been outspoken about how the Rays operate uh, slap blank prospect anyone. So that also could be 
a little bit of something as well, in addition to the salary and in addition to the uh, injury history. And in addition to uh, Mejia is a pretty good player, at least offensively. Um, I think Patino will be good in time. And Cole Wilcox, I think he's injured or had some sort of injury and is rehabbing. And I think TJ or something with the elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Hunt. Um, I think he's going to be, he'll probably make it the big leagues and be more of a defensive minded backup catcher. I, I think he could, he, maybe he'll stick around to be general manager or, or scouting director one day for the Rays or, or maybe future manager or something like that, because he's so, uh, bright and, uh, and awesome. I mean, if you have a chance to listen to our interview with him about a year ago, he is, uh, a cavalcade of baseball knowledge, but um, just something to think about. So before we wrap this up, cause um, we are wrapping it up. I just, you know, let's it's, this is Champa Bay too. So I'm wearing my, my lightning shirt. Today's Thursday game. Six is today. Correct. So let's, let's go lightning. Let's go bolts. Let's go Kucherov. Let's, you know, let's go heady. Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, Little oh, no. known fact here, Ulysses is actually one of the biggest Lightning fans. I know. Uh, out there, I think he had season tickets, front row seats. Um, I'm getting a Stamkos uh, tattoo on my chest tomorrow, so obviously. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They need it. They need, they, they need all the uh, the good vibes you can provide. Because there you go. They're, um, they, this could be it. This could be I like a comeback, well, you know, uh, like a comeback uh, game six. Let's go. Hockey, Venezuela, is there a, you know, is there a more, <laughs> you know, symbiotic combination? Bigger than baseball, yeah. for sure, I would say. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Anyway. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.